Hey everybody, welcome to Come Follow Me Daily Dose. I'm Lindsay Hansen and today is August 4th. Today we're going to continue in this week's Come Follow Me block and we're going to try to push forward a little bit because I've spent a lot of time on these first couple of chapters and really getting the basis of Job's story down, but we need to continue on. But let's talk a little bit about what happens in Job 3. Remember in Job 2, his friends have come and they've sat with him for seven days. No one spoke, but they were just there. They were just with him. And then when Job finally does speak, listen to what he says. He says, after this opened Job his mouth and cursed his day. And Job spake and said, let the day perish wherein I was born. Now, the really interesting thing to me here is we have this idea of Job just bearing everything perfectly, of all of these things happening to him and him just being this saintly human through all of it, smiling and giggling and laughing and thinking everything was great, grand and wonderful. But for Job, this was not all rainbows and unicorns. But the important thing to recognize, and I think the big difference here, is notice what Job cursed. His wife told him to curse God and die. But what did Job curse? It wasn't God. It was the day that he was born. He's thinking, man, it would have been better had I never been born than to live this life. Now, if I'm going to be honest, as we go throughout the entire book of Job, we are going to see times of ebbing and flowing for Job. We're going to see times when he is just all faith. And we're going to see times when he is struggling a little bit, like in this chapter. I wish I could just curse the day that I was born and never be born and go through all of this. And I love that we see that of Job, because honestly, if the descriptions that we are given of Job are accurate, then Job has got to be one of the best people who have ever lived on this earth. And yet we see the humanity in him. It wasn't all rainbows and puppies and unicorns for Job. There were times when it stunk and it was hard and he was willing to admit that it was hard and that it wasn't great and that he didn't like it. He didn't curse God. He didn't turn his back on God, but he cursed the day he was born and he fully recognized how difficult things were. I love that example because I think oftentimes for some reason we get it in our head that if we are faithful that if we are faithful saints and if we are believing, then come what may, we better smile and grin and bear it and just be grateful for it. And my friends, I don't think Heavenly Father expects that from us. Sure, I think it's ideal. Yeah, I think it would be great if no matter what happened, we could just smile and be like, "Mm, so grateful for everything. But I don't think God expects the ideal from us right now. I don't think he expects the perfection from us right now. I think he expects us to have moments of struggle. I think he expects us to have moments where we think, oh man, curse the day I was born. I think he does expect that. But the difference is, what are we going to do with that? What are we going to do with the pain? What are we going to do with the hurt? What are we going to do with the hardship? Are we going to lean into it and lean into the disappointment and lean into the grief and lean into the complaint? Or are we going to recognize it, let ourselves feel it, let ourselves experience it, and then turn back to God? And that was the biggest difference with Job, is that yes, he felt it, he experienced it. We see a yo-yo of his emotions, praising God and 
loving God and being grateful and then hurting and complaining. We see that with him. We see his humanity, but we see him always returning to faith and always turning to God. Listen to how Elder Scott put it. He says, when you face adversity, you can be led to ask many questions. Some serve a useful purpose. Others do not. To ask, why does this have to happen to me? Why do I have to suffer this now? What have I done to cause this? Will lead you into blind alleys. It really does no good to ask questions that reflect opposition to the will of God. Rather ask, what am I to do? What am I to learn from this experience? What am I to change? Who am I to help? How can I remember my many blessings in times of trial? This life is an experience in profound trust. Trust in Jesus Christ. Trust in his teaching. Trust in our capacity as led by the Holy Spirit to obey those teachings. To trust means to obey willingly without knowing the end from the beginning. To produce fruit, your trust in the Lord must be more powerful and enduring than your confidence in your own personal feelings and experience. Wow, I love that quote. I especially love what he says at the beginning, that asking the right questions in times of adversity makes all the difference in the world. Rather than asking, why me? Why do I have to go through this? Why am I plagued with trial and difficulty? We change those questions to what? What can I learn from this? What would the Lord have me do? What can I change? Because really, times of trial and times of adversity come down to our trust in the Lord. Trusting that he knows and understands and sees things that we can't even begin to comprehend. And if we can do that, even though we'll still have moments of questioning and moments of frustration and moments of probably complaint, if we always turn back to the Lord and if we always return to trust, then God can build us in our trials. He can strengthen us in our adversities and he can make us more than we previously were. Later on in this book, in Job chapter 6, verse 24, Job is going to say, teach me and I will hold my tongue. I love that phrase. It's something that I try to remember when things are hard. I'm not very good at it. I've complained a whole lot this year. Just going to own that right now. But I love the idea of when things are hard and when I want to question why, to tell God, teach me and I will hold my tongue. Just teach. Help me understand, help me learn, help me grow, help me change. Teach me, and I'll hold my tongue. And maybe, after we've learned and after we've grown, maybe that can turn to gratitude and not just complaint. Now we're going to see here as the book of Job goes on, these friends who came and who sat with Job, these friends who understood what it meant to mourn with those who mourn, are going to begin to start to ask questions. And honestly, I think that as good as they were at mourning with those who mourned, they kind of stunk at comforting those that stood in need of comfort. Because here we're going to see, and it's going to start with Eliphaz, he's going to start asking Job, well, what did you do? What is in your life that you're causing all of this to come upon you? Now, remember, that's not uncommon thought. That's not uncommon theology for the day, to believe that if you were experiencing hard things, or if you experienced a trial, that it was directly related to something that you had done. And I think, honestly, in our day, we hear that and we think, oh, well, that's silly. But in our day, do we sometimes 
think the same thing? Are we sometimes guilty of that same thought process? It's interesting because the scriptures, especially the Book of Mormon and the Doctrine and Covenants, are very quick to teach us that if we obey, we'll be blessed. And if we're faithful, then we're going to experience these blessings from God. And we tend to take that and we tend to put our own timetable on those blessings. Yes, it's true. If God declares that our obedience will lead to our blessings, 100% that will happen. But God doesn't timestamp that promise. He doesn't say, if you obey, then the very next day, you are going to experience a great blessing. If he did that, you guys, if our obedience led to immediate reward, he would be training us how to be obedient. We would be no better or different than rats in a cage who learn how to run it perfectly because the trainer was rewarding them along the way. God does not want trained rats in a cage. He wants children who have learned to love him and who want to obey because they love him. And yes, blessings will come. But do we have enough trust in God to trust his timing and to trust that those blessings will come in his time and in his way? I am as guilty as anyone of wondering why bad things happen when I'm trying my best to be good. But my friends, if we can just remember that the purpose of this life is to learn and to grow, not to learn perfect obedience through bits of cheese in our maze. God is teaching us, not training us. And yes, his reward is sure. And yes, we can be grateful for that. But let's not mark it with our own timetable. And let's not base our faith off of our expectations of what God's reward should be, rather than trusting in God's will, in God's time, and in God's way. Thank you so much for listening today. If you're enjoying this podcast, make sure to follow us on social media, subscribe, like, comment, or share. This has been Come Follow Me, Daily Dose, and I'm Lindsay Hansen.